John Skillman, and this is the Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. I'm sober, so now what? That is the topic for today's episode. I'm going to go into the different times I tried to get sober, what I did wrong, and what I did right, and what finally worked for me. So in the uh, episode zero that I dropped before, we talked about how I tried to get sober many times, and obviously none of those stuck until this time, and just wanted to dive in and try to lay out some of the, the do's and don'ts that I've learned, and hopefully some of that will uh, work for you guys. So if you're anything like me, um, a lot of my time was devoted to drinking, either um, actually drinking or trying to figure out how to get alcohol, how to hide my drinking from people. I had a very elaborate system where I would hide the alcohol outside of my house. So I'd have to go outside, fill up my container so the kids didn't know I was drinking, and then I would go back into the house, and there was a lot of time involved with disposing of containers and things like that. And we have little kids in the house, so we have some cameras in the house. So I had an elaborate route planned to walk around the cameras so my wife would never see me leaving the house and then coming back in with a full cup or anything. So there was a lot of time invested into that. So one of the things when I was trying to get sober is I had a lot of time on my hands. And with time, you start to take on new things. And what I did in my um, month and a half of sobriety was I decided that with all that extra time I had, I was going to become super dad. So then I started listening to dad podcasts, buying dad books and reading those. And I quickly learned that I was taking on more than I was probably ready to at the time. And I'm sure that that is what contributed to my relapse. I just had way too much going on and I was making commitments that I couldn't keep because of just with the kids, with three young kids. And I also decided that since I'm not drinking anyway, it would be a good idea to take on um, 75 Hard. Shout out to Andy Frisella. If you guys don't know what 75 Hard is, it's a 75-day... Um, uh, like program challenge thing where there's rules on things you have to do every day for 75 days and I'll put a link to that in the show notes but it was pretty cool but one of the important things for me was one of the rules is not drinking and I did about two weeks of that and it got a little harder to keep doing the 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 program and I believe that mixed with trying to make Zoom meetings for this dad group that I was a part of and trying to find time to read books and getting frustrated when I 
couldn't all kind of culminated into me relapsing again. So the first thing is to just not overload your plate so early on in your new sobriety. I mean, the things will always be there. The first and foremost thing you need to focus on when trying to get sober is yourself. To find peace in the time you have, the newfound time you have, and just take things slow. There's always time to better yourself later, but the first and most important thing is to protect your sobriety. And if you're running around and trying to do too many things, you're going to get stressed out. And for me, stress was one of my triggers for going back to drink. And I had way too much going on. The second thing I did wrong while trying to get sober the other times was trying to do it alone. I had no support system, no accountability, nothing. I was just hoping that if I stopped drinking, then all the questions and issues of the past would just go away without me ever having to address them. So I was still hiding from all of that, and it just was lingering in the back waiting for me to slip up and eventually the stress of that the guilt the shame all that compounded with me overloading my plate and doing too much to a kind of like a perfect storm to where i you know eventually couldn't handle it anymore and a drink sounded really good and after a month and a half i thought i was cured so i could handle a beer to help me relax and that lasted about a day and then i went right back to drinking the way i was before and with a newfound sense of shame and guilt and it just continued like that until i decided to try again so in that vein of not doing it alone you gotta find someone or something that works for you and for me i first and foremost told my wife what was going on because two weeks into this sobriety i was not doing well and like i said before it was either i drink or i tell someone and my wife was the only someone around because i had pretty much alienated everybody else and i had no friends so i told my wife what was going on and you know like i said before it didn't go well at first but I would highly recommend that anyone trying to get sober should reach out to maybe someone not so close, like not in their inner circle, maybe a more distant relative that you can trust. Or if you don't think you could do that, don't think you have anybody, you know, get a counselor or better yet, in my opinion, go to an AA meeting. They're free, they're everywhere, and there's plenty of ways to find them. There's a cool app that you can download uh, from like the App Store on Google and iTunes, and um, I'll put that in the show notes as well. But that app came in very handy uh, early on when I felt like I needed a meeting, and my meeting was a few days away. But um, there's Zoom meetings, there's in-person meetings, and in my opinion, there is a difference. I personally go to a Zoom meeting every single morning at 6 a.m. 
I haven't missed a meeting yet. And it actually gives me something to do, some purpose, because I can wake up at five in the morning and I can get some stuff done in here, my office, and hit my meeting. And then my kids will slowly start waking up over the course of that, of the morning. And so the last couple months, I've actually been the first one awake every single day. And then when my kids wake up, I'm not laying in bed and hung over or whatever, and I can actually make them breakfast and they can hang out with me in the office while I'm doing my meeting. And I mean, it's kind of my thing in the meeting to have a kid sitting on my lap and the other people get a kick out of it. And my kids get to see me doing something that is bettering myself. So yeah, point number two, don't do it alone. Find someone or something that works for you and jump in with both feet. Um, as far as meetings go, they can be a bit intimidating at first, but just listen, if nothing else. Listen for the similarities and not the differences because, I mean, my bottom, so to speak, was relatively high. I didn't have any DUIs, never went to jail, never got hospitalized. And so if I went into a meeting and listened to all these other stories that people had about getting arrested, getting, oh, um, getting DUIs, getting evicted, losing their families, I would have walked out of that meeting and been like, yeah, I'm not an alcoholic. Like, those people have it way worse. They obviously had problems. But instead, I paid attention to how they talked about their drinking, how they talked about how alcohol made them feel. And I could find something I related with to every single person that was speaking in the meeting. And then I found through that that I had something to contribute because in my first meeting, I didn't think that anyone wanted to hear anything I had to say. So it's good to just listen for the first few meetings. And some meetings I know, like more of the old timer people, won't even call on you to speak until you've had like X amount of days of sobriety or whatever. And another thing about the meetings is go to a bunch of different ones because they're all different. The people are different. The format is different. So you kind of just got to find what works for you and do that. So now that you're sober and you have some time on your hands, like I said before, careful not to overload yourself or anything, but... What I found helpful was, you know, there's books out there that can help you with your sobriety, whether it's like a self-help book, uh, the big book in AA. That was the first book that I read in I don't know how long. I can't remember the last book I read before that. But, you know, once you've got a little bit of time and kind of getting into a routine, you can start cracking open books. Um, some that I've read recently that I recommend is obviously the big book in AA for me. Um, the Naked Mind by Annie Grace is a good one. I've got Russell Brand's recovery book and a bunch of other uh, AA literature that I've cracked open and looked at here and there. But just... Um, filling that time with something else anything but drinking is a big win and it's also going to make you a better person if you can 
find something that you can really relate to. Another thing that I did early on in my sobriety was to change up my routine. So there's um, a convenience store conveniently located right next to the gym that I go to um, quite often. And I used to hit the gym with my kids. They have a childcare thing, and I'll get into how cool those are later because those are clutch for me. But there's a convenience store there. So I used to stop there, get my booze after the gym to completely negate the workout that I just did because that makes sense. And I would go home and drink the rest of the day until my wife got home. So now when I go to the gym, instead of going my old route, I take a slightly different route and it makes it a little easier to avoid that spot. Um, In more recent times, I haven't really had any cravings or issues, so I kind of take the shorter path again. But it can be important early on to just switch up your routine and take a different route places if you're driving past somewhere that's going to trigger you. And that worked for me. So as I said before, another thing you can do is um, start getting some physical exercise in. Um, If you have a craving or something, or, you know, you just have more time on your hands, like I talked about before, you can start doing some physical activities. Because uh, one of the pleasant side effects of stopping drinking is your caloric intake is going to go way down. And something that works for me is, you know, taking the kids on a walk. If you feel a craving coming on, a change of scenery is good. And, you know, I take my kids on a walk. We go out in the front yard and I let them run around the cul-de-sac and I chase them around. Um, My one-year-old, he likes to try to wander into the street. So he always keeps me focused and like in the moment. I don't zone out and get stuck in my own thoughts. So whenever I take him outside, it's a good way to be in the moment and not, you know, lamenting about what I could be doing and things like that. So it grounds me and... Um, the gym is a big part of my life. Even when I was actively drinking, I would go to the gym at least five days a week if I could, because it provided me with some me time. I know that many gyms out there have like a child watch program and unfortunately they're not free, but they can be worth it. Uh, the general rule that most of them have from the gyms that I've been to, they, um, you can bring your kids in for about, they can check them in for two hours max and only one time a day. So you can't split it up, which kind of sucks, but, uh, yeah, so I get two hours to myself and I use almost every minute every day. And it's a good way for your kids to socialize. My kids have lots of friends in there that they see on the regular, And I get two hours to work out, sit in the sauna, um, and, you know, go swimming, whatever. And I actually get to take a shower without somebody trying to break the door down and the little fingers sneaking under the door, pounding on the door, asking where I'm at, what am I doing? Uh, So that alone time is important. And if you want the time, then what better way than to improve yourself physically it's um 
very important in my recovery and in my life. I can feel myself getting anxious and stressed out when I don't have that gym time. Uh, like when the kids are sick and stuff, that definitely can hinder things. You can't take sick kids into the thing, especially nowadays. And so when that happens, I try to switch it up and go even earlier in the morning before the kids are awake or something. And, you know, just throw on a podcast or listen to music if that's your thing and just hit the gym for like an hour or so. And I know that uh, gyms can be expensive. And if that's something that you can't financially pull off, then you could just work out at home. There's plenty of free exercise templates online and you can get some pretty affordable exercise equipment from like thrift stores, things like that. Amazon has plenty of stuff and just doing something for your body will improve your mood for one and just get you healthier. After quitting drinking, your body is you know, ravaged and you need to start repairing your body and exercise is one of the best ways to do that. So I hope that these uh, five points that I gave you that I do are something that can help you. So just a quick recap, you know, point one, don't take on too much, take it slow, easy does it, all those nice uh, cliches that you hear in the rooms. Uh, point two, don't do it alone. Find some form of support that'll give you accountability and just give you somewhere to vent. Uh, point three, crack open a book, start reading something that's going to better you. Um, and if nothing else, I mean, if fiction books are your thing, then, you know, read some Harry Potter or whatever, something that'll make you feel better and will occupy your mind and time and then step four change your routine don't get stuck into the same cycle that you were in when you were drinking because it's much easier to fall back into that if you're just doing the same thing over and over again you know if there's a certain store that triggers you don't go to that store go to a different store you know explore new options and then point number five which is really important to me is work out get to the gym, get out in the garage, do something for your body. Hell, even going on a walk is, you know, better than nothing. And walks, actually, if you walk consistently, you will see results just by going on a quick walk at some point during the day. And I would like to point out that, yes, I am new to sobriety. I'm not touting myself as some kind of guru or, you know, that I got everything figured out because I don't. I meet new challenges all the time, and I'm just sharing things that I learned that I wish I knew in the beginning, and if I did, I would have stopped quitting years ago, but um, yeah, that's this is what I'm working on now, and I also do, you know, know a thing or two about having kids and raising kids. I'm learning new things about being sober and raising kids. So I do consider myself well-educated on the parent department. 
So take what you've learned here and try to apply some of it or all of it to your uh, newly sober life or your old sober life. I don't know. You, some of you have probably been sober a lot longer than me, um, but hopefully there's something that each of you can take away from this and better yourself and protect your sobriety. I know in like a counseling thing I did, they drew a little diagram and they said that the more things you can put up to um, protect yourself from a relapse, the better. And they drew like little circles like this circle is exercise. This circle is an AA meeting. This circle is whatever. And so the more circles you have around it as cravings and temptations come in, they have to get through more layers of protection and before they could cause you to relapse. In closing, I just wanted to say thanks for the listen. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, um, want to suggest topics for the show, things like that, uh, you can send those over to SoberDadPodcast at gmail. And if you're a sober dad or sober parent that uh, wants to get on the show, I'm lining up people for interviews. So that's another format I want to do on the show is the solo format and then, you know, an interview type podcast via Zoom or, you know, whatever. Pick your poison. So, yeah, thanks for the listen. And I'm John Skillman. And remember to raise your kids and not glasses. Mm-hmm.